We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world, with all its power and might, steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. On today's show, Whoopi Goldberg rips into the Archbishop Salvatore Cordelion for denying Nancy Pelosi communion. Whoopi Goldberg says this, It's not your job, dude. Which begs the question, whose job is it then? I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Good morning and welcome to The Rebellion. Thanks so much for listening into the show. Today's topic, as I said in the introduction, is the story about Whoopi Goldberg, who recently, on The View, ripped into the Archbishop of San Francisco for denying Nancy Pelosi communion. And why did he do that? He denied her communion, and I would argue it's long overdue, because of her views on abortion. Her behavior is out of compliance with the teachings of the Catholic Church, the teachings of the Bible as defined by and interpreted by the Catholic Church. In other words, Nancy Pelosi claims to be a Catholic, and she's not behaving like a Catholic should. She's not honoring the leadership of the Church. She's disobeying both Scripture and the Church's traditions. And as the result of that, the Archbishop, the leader of that particular area of the Church, is denying her communion. And why is he doing that? Well, because Scripture teaches in 1 Corinthians, for example, chapter 11, that we should never take communion in an unworthy fashion. And throughout the millennia, there has been this teaching of the church derived from Scripture that we should confess our sins before we enter into the, the sacrament of communion, that we should not participate in the body and blood of Christ. We should not presume to identify with his sacrifice unless we have repented of our sins and accepted that atonement for our sins. To go into communion in blatant sin, denial of that sin, refusal of confession and repentance, is a denial of the sacrifice of Christ. It makes a mockery of the Christian faith. That's the point. Now, that's my paraphrase. That's my Piper paraphrase of that traditional teaching that's derived from the admonitions and the instructions of the Apostle Paul to the first century church in Corinth. But whether you're Catholic or Protestant, we can all agree that this has been an assumed fact of what it means to participate in communion for centuries, that you don't engage in communion until you confess your sins. You repent of the things that you know are inconsistent with the Christian faith, as defined by the Bible. And what we see right now is the archbishop is actually doing his job, and he's telling Nancy Pelosi, as well as all other parishioners, don't participate in communion if you have unconfessed evil sin in your life. And because Nancy Pelosi boldly celebrates 
what the Catholic Church has defined as a mortal sin, and that is the murder of innocent babies, the archbishop is telling her, no, you cannot continue to be in communion with the church and with Christ if you're going to continue to celebrate such such a deplorable and dastardly evil. So Whoopi Goldberg is now presuming to tell the archbishop that this isn't his job. So the question is this, whose job is it then? Is it Whoopi Goldberg's? Does she have the right to redefine the rules of the game, the actual sacraments of the church? Does she have the right to trump scripture, tradition, reason, and experience, the quadrilateral that I've referred to over and over again on this show, the lens through which we should look at life? Reason, experience, tradition, and the ultimate trump card, the true north, the inerrancy, the infallibility, the authority of the Bible on such matters. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. But first, let's take a break, and when I get back, I'm going to read to you a brief excerpt of this story of Whoopi Goldberg as she scolds Archbishop Salvadori Cordelione of San Francisco for denying Nancy Pelosi communion by telling the Archbishop, it's not your job, dude. Hmm. I wonder whose job it is then. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion, and I'll be right back in a couple minutes. Okay, welcome back to The Rebellion. Let's dig into this story a little bit more uh, deeply. I'm going to read to you an article, an opinion piece, that um, was written by Victor Morton. Victor Morton writes for the Washington Times, as do I. I'm an opinion writer for the Washington Times. My columns usually come out on Saturday or Sunday every week. Victor Morton wrote this piece. I think it came out on the same day as my column did a couple days ago. It's titled, Whoopi Goldberg Rips Into Arch- the Archbishop for Denying Nancy Pelosi Communion by saying, it's not your job, dude, quote-unquote. As Morton describes it, Whoopi Goldberg told the Archbishop of San Francisco on Monday that it's not his job to decide whether or not Nancy Pelosi should receive communion. In the latest episode of The View, says Morton, Mrs. Goldberg angrily laid into the Archbishop for telling the House Speaker that she should refrain from referring to your Catholic faith in public and receiving Holy Communion. Close quote. That's a quote from the Archbishop. He told Nancy Pelosi that she should, quote, refrain from referring to your Catholic faith in public and receiving Holy Communion, unless she repudiates her longtime advocacy of abortion rights. I'll stop right there. Standing ovation for the Archbishop for finally doing this. The only criticism I would have of him right now is that it took him too long to actually say this to the Speaker of the House. After all, Nancy Pelosi boldly says that she's a practicing and faithful Catholic. But if she's going to say that in public, then don't you think that she should adhere to the teachings of the Church and the teachings of the Bible, which the church says is the holy word of God. Don't you think that if you're going to play Monopoly, you ought to adhere to the rules of Monopoly? Don't you think that if you're going to say you're a soccer player, you ought to be willing to live within the rules of the game? If you're going to play basketball, you can't pick the ball up and run all over the court with it. No, that isn't what basketball's about. And as I've said before, forget the sports analogies if you're a musician. 
and you're going to ignore the rules of music, of rhyme and rhythm and cadence. If you're just going to go in there and start playing random notes, you're not performing a concerto. All you're doing is engaging in chaos. So I think the archbishop is well within his rights, and in fact, it is his responsibility as a quote-unquote referee of the game to blow the whistle when somebody's out of bounds. And that's what he's done with Nancy Pelosi. He has told her to refrain from referring to yourself as a Catholic in public and refrain from receiving Holy Communion unless you, Nancy Pelosi, repudiate, i.e. confess, repent, of your long-time advocacy of abortion. And how does Whoopi Goldberg respond to this? According to Victor Morton in his article, Whoopi Goldberg says... This is starting to blur the line between church and state. This is not your job, dude. You can't. That is not up to you to make that decision. Close quote. Okay, that's what she actually says to the archbishop. And then she goes on. You know, what is the saying? It's kind of amazing. But you know what is the point of communion, right? It's for sinners. It's for sinners. It's the reward of the saints and the bread of the sinners. How dare you? Close quote. That's what she says to the archbishop. Now, I'm going to read that to you again, and I want you to just camp on those words a bit. Digest them. Think about what Whoopi Goldberg is saying, and I want you to be asking the question, is she being consistent? Is she being rational? Is she honoring the traditions of the church? What is her true north? What is the final authority, the measuring rod outside of those things being measured for Whoopi Goldberg? In other words, who's the referee to blow the whistle on the game? Who's going to decide if the participants in the game are out of bounds? I want you to be thinking of that while I read this quote again. This is starting to blur the lines between church and state. This is not your job, dude. You can't. This is not up to you to make that decision. You know, what is the saying? It's kind of amazing. But you know, what is the point of communion, right? Is it for sinners? It's for sinners. It's the reward of saints, but the bread of sinners. How dare you? Close quote. Now, Goldberg then goes on and adds that she believes Pope Francis is the person whose opinion should matter here, rather than the archbishops. But here, here's the thing. <laughs> Who made Whoopi Goldberg the authority over the Catholic Church? Who, who decided that Whoopi Goldberg gets to decide what the job description of the archbishop is? Oh, I suppose within the teachings of the Catholic Church, she's right to suggest that Pope Francis is the head of the church. Okay, we'll, we'll grant her that, but what has Pope Francis himself said about this matter? You might want to go there, Whoopi. Pope Francis himself has said that politicians who support legal abortion should not present themselves as being in communion with the church, and they should not participate in the Eucharist. And he has said that the matter of individual cases should be handled pastorally. So he has said, if you're out of compliance with the teachings of the church on this issue, you should not present yourself as being in faithful communion with the church at large, and you should not participate in the Eucharist. And he's also said that it should be handled pastorally. What does that mean? By the local congregation, by the local priest and archbishop. And here's more. 
the teachings of the Catholic Church are very clear on this. Yes, communion is indeed for sinners, but in order to present yourself for communion, to, in order to participate in the Eucharist, a Catholic must not be conscious of having committed an unforgiven mortal sin. That's clear teachings of the Catholic Church. This is what confession is all about. This is, this is what's formally called the sacrament of reconciliation within the Catholic Church. I'm not Catholic, but I can read and I know what the teachings of the Catholic Church are. So the basic question I have is, who is Whoopi Goldberg to redefine the teachings of the Catholic Church, to redefine Catholicism, to actually tell the archbishop that she knows more than he does about the rules of the game? And frankly, by inference, she's suggesting that even the Pope is wrong, that she knows more than him. This is an issue that I've been dealing with in the last couple shows, and it's this subjective definition of our faith. And evangelicals are as guilty of it as Catholics are. And, and as I just said, I'm not Catholic. I, I'm an evangelical, so I differ with some major theological distinctions with regard to the Catholic Church versus or juxtaposed with the evangelical church. And I'd be happy to debate those ideas in a cordial and polite fashion. Now, I'm, so that's not the point of today's show. The point is, if you're going to be part of the team, you accept the rules of the team, the definition of the team. You don't join it and then presume to know more than the coach and the rule book. This is what I've been hinting at in the last couple shows, as I've said to evangelicals. Over three-quarters of evangelical pastors don't even embrace a biblical worldview any longer when it's evangelicals who supposedly believe in sola scriptura, scripture alone, the authority of the word, but then they live outside the boundaries of that rule book, of that inerrant, infallible, inspired word of God. It's as if you're going to play Monopoly and ignore that Monopoly has some rules, or you're going to play Candyland, and you ignore that and play it like it's Monopoly. Or, you're, like I said earlier, you're going to play chess and pretend that the rules are actually checkers. This isn't the way it works. Each game has its respective rules, and if you're going to pretend that they don't matter, then you're probably not really playing the game that you pretend to be engaged in. And the rules of Christianity don't change every time someone joins in. There are no cheat codes to Christianity. It's not like these modern video games where you can find a cheat code and somehow dodge the rules and thereby become the victor because you were smart enough to figure out how to cheat rather than to comply with the standard rules that everybody else is playing by. No, that's not Christianity. Doctrine and practice have been established. The game wasn't just invented yesterday. Whoopi Goldberg and Nancy Pelosi, you or I, we don't get to make up new rules to the game, to the game of Christianity, if you will. No, these, these um, doctrines, this dogma, these rules, these expectations, the definition of the faith has been established. It's been established by the Bible, and it's been handed down to us 
by the teachings of the church as it's been faithful to the Bible. And even the Reformation itself was a correction to the church when it steps outside, when it stepped, I should say, past tense, outside of the boundaries of the rule book, uh, out of the boundaries of the coach's instructions. That's why I believe the Reformation was of value, because the Reformation was a reforming. It was a return. It was a revival. It was repentance. All of these things imply that you turn 180 degrees and you head back toward where the compass was pointing you in the first place. Like C.S. Lewis said, if you want to get from Europe to North America, you need a map. Otherwise, you're going to be listing to and fro. You won't know where you're going. If you want to get from point A to point B, you need a compass. You need a map. And the same is true in the Christian faith. Without the map, we're all going to assume unto ourselves the authority to decide which way to go. And guess what? We're not going to get to the desired destination. We will get lost in the forest, especially when we have all of these competing agendas. Agendas that are in direct conflict, direct opposite of one another. It's not as if we're going in the same direction, different paths up to the same summit. No, we're going in exact opposite directions. We're playing a very different game and we're pretending that it's Christianity and it's not. In my book, Grow Up, Life Isn't Safe But It's Good, I say this. Rather than accepting the God-designed plan laid forth by Scripture, tradition, reason, and experience, a design supported by 2,000 years of Christian history and teaching, people like Goldberg and Nancy Pelosi have created a new religion that looks much more like the God they see in the mirror than the one they see in the Bible. Many professed Christians in America share the same soft faith as Pelosi and Goldberg. It's cafeteria Christianity. It's cafeteria Christians. If that's what Goldberg's claiming to be, I don't know. She says she's a Jewish Catholic girl, whatever that means. But Pelosi is an outspoken, quote-unquote, faithful Catholic. She's claiming to be Christian. She's claiming to be an adherent to the Catholic faith, 2,000 years of Catholicism. But really what she's doing is she's picking and choosing. Hers is a cafeteria Christianity. These type of cafeteria Christians seem to think that they can simply pick and choose the parts that they like and cast aside those that they don't. What I've been trying to point out in the last couple days is that many Americans think that they can treat their Christianity like Pelosi and Goldberg are doing. It's like a Subway sandwich that you can just pick and choose the components that you want. The difference here, and I I don't mean to make this too simplistic, is you can go to a diner and you can get the specialty of the day, and you get what you get. It's all on one plate. You can't change it. Or you can go to the Subway and you can pick and choose what you want. Christianity is like the special of the day. It's on one plate. Either take it or leave it. You don't order a Salisbury steak, for example, and then pretend that you wanted a turkey sandwich. That's not, that's not the way it works. Christian beliefs and practices aren't spread out before us like a grand buffet for our picking and choosing. Christianity comes well-defined, as advertised. Like I said, you take it or you leave it. You embrace it or you reject it. 
You can't make up your own Christianity. You don't get to define it. Christianity has been defined by Scripture. It's been defined by Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It's been defined by Peter and James and Jude. It's been defined by Paul. The Bible defines Christianity. You and I don't. Whoopi Goldberg doesn't. Nancy Pelosi has no right to redefine Christian faith, practice, and morals. These doctrines, these dogmas, these expected behaviors have been established for a reason. And the reason is this. They are grounded in Scripture. And Scripture is our true north. That's why a biblical worldview is so important. If you don't have that true north, as I said earlier, you're listening to and, th- and fro. You're going to get lost. Nancy Pelosi is lost, and Whoopi Goldberg is totally confused when she starts dis- suggesting that the archbishop knows less than she does about the definition of the Christian faith. Let me read to you again from my book, Grow Up. Life isn't safe, but it's good. Doctrinal positions aren't meant to be musical chairs. The required level of commitment to those positions and doctrines isn't up for grabs either. Christianity isn't a religion of half measures. It is an all-in proposition. The first shall be last and the last shall be first. He who tries to save his life will lose it. He who is willing to give his life will gain it. These are very extreme claims by Christ himself. In our culture, a political correctness is one that, by definition, seeks to change definitions. Illegal immigrants are called undocumented aliens. Gender dysphoric men are called women. Neo-Gnosticism is called Christianity. Love is called sex, and sex is called love. Disagreement is called hate, and intolerance is called tolerance. Whining is called woke, and Muslim terrorists are called religious extremists. But... Does changing any of these definitions change what is true? No. If a certain sect of Islam is prone to terrorist acts, you can call them extremists all you want, but that doesn't change the reality of their core doctrines and teachings. You can call an illegal immigrant undocumented until the cows come home, but that doesn't make him legal. And you can call Bruce Jenner a woman, but he isn't. Pretending that we have found a cheat code to change all these facts doesn't change the actual facts that you're dealing with. Claiming that the tiger has no stripes doesn't change the fact that he's still a big cat that will kill you. And again, we don't get to make up our own Christianity. You want to know whose job it is? Well, it's not your job, Whoopi Goldberg, to rewrite the definitions of the faith. Christianity has a 2,000-year-old standing definition, thank you, and commentators on The View, like you, or apostate politicians like Nancy Pelosi, don't have any right to redefine Christianity simply because you don't like what it says about your sex lives. St. Augustine actually had something to say about this. He left behind his earthly desires, and he told us that if you believe what you like in the Gospels and reject what you don't like, it's not the Gospel that you believe, but it's yourself. You hear that? If you believe what you like in the Bible and reject what you don't like in the Bible, it's not the Bible you believe in, it's yourself you're believing in. You might want to consider that, Whoopi, when you start asking the question, 
as to whose job it is to define the faith. Christianity. Christianity is defined in the Bible, and the Bible teaches us how to be Christian. Not you, Whoopi Goldberg, not Nancy Pelosi, not me. I don't get to redefine the faith, and neither does the archbishop, and frankly, neither does the pope. The true north isn't the pope. The true north isn't the archbishop. The true north isn't Whoopi Goldberg, and it's not you. It's not me. It's not your local pastor. If you've got a pastor who thinks he's the true north or she's the true north, then run from that church and go to one that recognizes there is a measuring rod outside of those things being measured. It's not Whoopi Goldberg. It's not Nancy Pelosi. It's not you. It's not me. It's something that is unchangeable, immutable, and true, and that's the revelation of God, his holy word. Christianity, again, I'll say it again, is defined by the Bible, and the Bible teaches us how to be Christian. It's not defined by the courts, it's not defined by the Congress, and it's not defined by commentators on The View. It's not defined by you or me. None of us has the prerogative to take the stripes off the tiger. The rules are very clear. And the definition of the faith is not fuzzy, and it's not ambiguous. There is no cheat code. Christianity instructs its followers to be 100% committed to Christianity. There's no just wading in the water. You don't just dip your toe in. Followers of Jesus Christ are called to dive in and die. And when we surface, we are literally born again. We are new creations in Christ. That's That's the importance of baptism. C.S. Lewis told us that if Christianity is false, it's of no importance. And if it's true, it's of infinite importance. The only thing that it cannot be is moderately important. And he also wrote that Christ says to us, give me all of you. I don't want any half measures. I don't want part of your time. I don't want part of your talents. I want all of you. I want you, all of you. Hand it over to me. I want everything. I want all of your desires, all of your dreams, all of your wishes. Turn them all over to me. Give yourself to me, and I will make you a new self. I will make you a new image. Give me yourself, and in exchange, I will give you myself. My will shall be your will, and my heart shall be your heart. That's C.S. Lewis. So the bottom line is this. You need to go all in. No half measures. You need to fully believe and fully commit. And you can say you have faith, but if you do not practice the faith, then you make God out to be a liar. Faith without works is dead. And if the faith calls upon given works and you do not engage in them intentionally and you do not confess your errors, your sins, the things that you've done wrong within the boundaries of that definition of Christianity then you don't get to claim the label. And whose job is it, Whoopi Goldberg? It's God's job, and God has spoken to us very clearly through his revealed word, the Bible. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.